Curiosity. Connection. Questioning what you believe. These are some of the key concepts we'll explore in this spotlight episode of The Fit Mess. We were fortunate enough to be guests recently on the HeFluence podcast, hosted by Michael Huey. He asked great questions about us, our backgrounds, our podcast, and what drives us to keep creating content week after week in an attempt to help people get out of their own way and improve their lives one tiny step at a time. If you enjoyed this Spotlight episode, you can find more at michaeldavidhuey.com. That link is in the show notes of this episode at thefitmess.com. And of course, you can hear more of his show by searching for the HeFluence podcast right here in your listening app. But first, this is The Fit Mess, where together we learn to develop habits that help us live beyond our mental health struggles to create happier, healthier lives. He's Zach. He lives in the future with his anxiety. He's Jeremy, and he lives in the past with his depression. And we get together once a week in the present to share the obstacles we face and how we overcome them. So Zach Tucker and Jeremy Grader, welcome to the HeFluence podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. I just started listening and putting some stuff together from the Fit Mess podcast. I'm excited to listen to it more now than ever before, just because I want to hear stuff. I'm a 21st century guy. I'm a scientist. Like yesterday, I had the privilege of being on a call with Dr. Christine Parks and some of the greatest scientists of what I believe is now the 21st century. And now I get to hear two guys that from what I read are super passionate about making an impact in the world and changing the way people think about their health. And just some of the names and the people that you have had on your podcast, I'm excited to hopefully be on with you guys also. And just the impact that you guys are making. And I think that that's what's important to me is being around people that have a heart to make an impact in the lives of other people. So guys, welcome. Thanks for being here with me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. So tell me how you guys got together. Like I read a little bit about it. Like, how did you get started? Like you have a guy in Canada and a guy in New York. Like, how did you meet? How did all this come about? Yeah. Um, actually both of us used to live in Seattle. So oh, we, okay. we, we met there. Rainy, um, the rainy city. That's right. Yep. It's, <laughs> but you know, being in New York now, I actually look at that as really nice weather because winter time here is slightly <laughs> colder, a lot snowier. We met because our wives actually met, were pregnant at the same time and joined this fit running group for moms. I guess the plan was to like run a 5k a few weeks after, like six no, weeks no, no. after they it were born. It was a triathlon. It was a oh, triathlon. triathlon. Yes. No, that's, right. even that, that's even next level. Like that's six not weeks just right. five, giving six birth. weeks. That, yeah. That's not just to weeks. run around the block 5k. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Yeah, I know. I guess I blanked all that stuff out because of the <laughs> new like, baby I'm a dad and all that. Now. Let me think about that for a minute, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I still haven't participated in a triathlon ever, and I've never given birth. So I have to tell you guys about my first experience with a triathlon. It wasn't good, but But regardless of what they did, they they became friends, and they realized that both Jeremy and I liked Star Wars, and we were kind of nerds in in some way, shape, or form. (laughs) So they they organized a couple, you know, brunches or lunches, and we both showed up and you know sized each other up and like, hey, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Did you see the game last night? Just, you know, just sizing oh, each other up. Game bros, man. That's the way it is. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, over the years, we just kept talking and kept talking and started having some vulnerable conversations and, you know, mental health and physical health, you know, go hand in hand. And we were talking about that and how much of a struggle it is to be a dad, a husband, you know, a boss, a worker, like all of the things that, you know, men have to be, especially in today's day and age where as men, um, especially as a man in, in my forties, I was raised to not show my emotions to, you know, just rub some dirt on it and not cry anything like that. So 
it was it was very interesting to start having these conversations with Jeremy where we were letting the guard down a little bit. And I'll let him finish the rest of the story because he was he was very hesitant to do a podcast about dry, this he's stuff. He's got the triathlon. He's got the triathlon story. Literally- <laughs> yeah, now the accuracy will start to kick in well, now, well, now and, that Jer- and, Jeremy's and, talking. Yeah, no, it's it's Jer- It's funny. I trained a lot of really super successful triathletes. So they were like, hey, you should really do one. And I'm like, no, I can't swim. <laughs> and I was like, I can run and I can bike because I was an All-American runner in college. And they're like, no, you got to do it. And so literally the first part when people were kicking me in the face at the swim part, yeah. I literally swam over to this lady who was on a on a board. And it just happened to be her name was Beverly, which was my mom's name. And I just said, hey, Beverly, do you mind if I just hang out with you a little bit till everybody kind of you know, <laughs> right. gets down the road? And then I'll just kind of finish my swim the way I want to. Nobody yep. kicking me in the face. And I just got out on my bike and I like kicked the whole butt. And But yeah, no, I get it. There's a difference between a 5K run and running, biking and swimming, because when you're done with those, you want to die. Right? Yeah. You just want to die. You want to, yeah. And I love that analogy too of how you just went. It, this is not about winning; it's about finishing, right? And that that's such a great analogy for life and so many of the things I'm sure that we'll get into. But yeah, but yeah, like Zach was saying, you know, we were having these conversations, and he was maybe a year or two ahead of me on sort of his wellness journey, and I had had an injury to a knee and was, you know, starting to do some things and, and starting to explore mindfulness and going to therapy and doing all these things, and he and I started talking, I was seeing that he was having some success. And I was like, what are you doing? How's that working for you? Why is the weight melting off? What are, what are all the things you're doing? And the more that he shared with me, the more that I started like, again, adapting them to what worked for me and having success. And I was like, this is great. And then I would start doing some things that he would ask me, what is that deal? How are you doing that? And it just became this exchange of ideas that were propelling us both on this path to just taking better care of ourselves. And I'd been in podcasting. I was, I was doing a podcast since 2004. I worked in commercial radio since 1999. And my podcast had wrapped up because my lifestyle had drastically changed. And Zach basically said, hey, you know, you're not doing your podcast anymore. These conversations that we're having, I think they're really helping both of us. What if we turn it into a podcast? How many people could we actually help? Even if it's just one, right? If there's somebody out there that would hear this and hear a couple of guys being open about their feelings, being open about the struggle and talking about what's working despite it all, that could be a really good show. And I said, well, no way. I'm no expert. I don't have a certificate on my wall that says I know a thing or two about how to take better care of yourself. I'm a guy who's done some stuff. And he said, yeah, you and everybody else. So I did a little bit of research and and turned out that, yeah, he was right. There was plenty of space for people to just sort of help those that are a couple of steps behind them. And that's basically what we've built the entire thing around is just sort of helping the people that are where we were a few years ago when we started down this journey. It's awesome. Zach? How's that sound? Sound better? Yeah, it sounds mostly right. Maybe I remember it differently. I don't know. There, the part where he said, no, I'm not doing that. He skipped over the part where he went saying no for probably a few months. Yeah, I think, I think three months I said and no. I, I had yeah. to twist his arm pretty heavily to, to get him to agree to it. Yeah, I did my 100th episode with my wife. And I made an impact. Obviously, you guys know I prayed, but I'm a Bible guy. And I believe in a man. If the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor with God. And I was like, okay, honey, you're going to do most of the talking, right? Like, you know, like you're going to be the one to do most of the talking. And she was like, since when? Like, you know, like, <laughs> no, since when? Like today, like every day. And so we did that and it was super fun and super successful. So tell me. Just like if people are listening that maybe they are in those places where you guys were, maybe they want to get healthy. Maybe they want to start a podcast. What are some of the things that you guys have done to get to this point? Because for me, like my journey is now I'm attracting people that I have to be selective of the people that I work with and the things that I do. 
now I've created a platform that I already have close to a thousand people pre-registered. I haven't even launched it till November. I want to be able to make a wider, bigger impact in the people's mm-hmm. lives that need me. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Jeremy, I think you said it great. You know, everybody says, well, you should scale your podcast. Or, you know, my friend Joel Marion has a top 10 podcast on Apple. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, Michael, you should just continue to listen and do what I do. And I said, well, I'm not you. Right. Like I'm not you. Right. Like I mm-hmm. want to, I need to do what I need to do, what I'm called to do. Right. And yeah. so what does that look like? How has that transformed into what you guys are doing today? And then maybe we can dive into some of the things that you guys have going on and what you see in the future. Because I believe that, you know, I don't believe this is just a word for me. I believe that in our industry, in the wellness and nutrition, I got nominated for a PhD out of the clear blue in 2019, right? And I was like, how does that happen, right? Like, you know, I'm not going back to school again at 54 years old. I'm just not doing it, right? Then I have to spend time with my spiritual father, and he's getting his second PhD at 62. I'm like, okay, all right. (laughs) No, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not going back. to. So what has kind of transpired and where you've came from? and what you see now and and how you can just impact some lives? I mean, I think for me, the biggest thing was really where my whole journey began. And it was, I mentioned the knee injury that I had had almost a decade ago now. And it was just the dumbest thing. I, you know, I rolled out of bed trying to, you know, get to the guy that was delivering our groceries at six in the morning because my dog was barking and I didn't want him to wake up the kid and all that. Literally, I got out of bed and did something. I didn't even like twist my knee. It just hurt and I couldn't get up and it was a mess. Ended up going to a bunch of doctors, physical therapists and all that. And one of them eventually said, you know, hey, this issue aside, your knees are kind of a mess. And if you don't get on a bike and start biking as much as possible, you might end up replacing both of your knees because that's what your family history tells you. And that's what I see in your knees. And I thought, well, that's insane. I haven't ridden a bike since I was, what, six years old. This is a completely ridiculous idea. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And so I went and did what I did. I complained to my brother and I said, oh, this crazy doctor (laughs) said I'm supposed to ride a bike. I'm not going to do that. When am I supposed to do that? For whatever reason, at that time said, dude, you just have to decide you're the weird guy that rides his bike to work every day. Go buy a bike and start bike commuting. And there was just something about the way he said it. And it was so simple and it was said at the right time that I just, I immediately owned that that identity. And maybe it was just the being the weird guy because I'm used to being the weird guy, but I just owned it. I was like, God, he's right. I could do that. I'm already sitting on the bus for 45 minutes. How long could it take to ride a bike? Within a week, I bought a bike on Craigslist, started riding to work. It was like 10 miles each way. And it was amazing because I started getting in great physical shape. But more importantly, I had to learn to be super present for two hours a day. I had to be in that moment on that bike because if I wasn't, I was going to get hit by the bus I used to ride. I was going to, you know, something bad was going to happen. And I just loved that feeling of like, I don't have to worry about the future. I don't have to keep living in the past. I just have to be right now and not die. And wow. I just, I remember going to my wife and just being like, I don't know how, how to bring more of this to my, the rest of my life, but I need more of this. And so she has, she said, you know, I'm not qualified to answer that question. Why don't you go find a therapist? And I did, I found the right guy who opened me up to, you know, the, the power of being in the now, like meditating, like really learning more about the Dharma and like really just finding ways to embrace being present and just stop chasing every you know thought that my monkey mind was generating. Yeah. And the more of that that I pursued, the more of that I brought into my life, the more that the chaos settled, the dust settled. And all of a sudden I could see the doors that were just waiting to be opened. And so one by one, I'd kick them open and find three more waiting. And all along this journey, that's been the case. It's It's been one thing has led to three, has led to five. And they're all things that when I look back now, if I'd said, these are all of the things you knew, need to do to feel a little better, I would have said, no way, I'm never doing all that. But when you take them on one at a time, step by step, 
over time it accumulates and that compound interest builds up. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're a happier, healthier version of you than you were yesterday. hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. And that's really what we're trying to do with the podcast. Go above and beyond the podcast, right? Like every episode when we're recording it, we're really thinking about how is what we're going to talk about going to help that one person take that first little step or own that identity to be the weird guy who rides his bike, you know, every day. And he is a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> but Only we, your friends can tell you that, right? That's right. right. That's we, right. Yeah. You know, really, that's my story. You know, we, we can get into my story later if we want to, but that was really my story too. It was just like one little step and one little step, two things happened and, and three things happened. Our main goal with the podcast has always been to let our initial audience was men, but it ended up being men and women. But our goal has always been to really let people know that life is hard to live. Like being an adult is hard to do and being happy and healthy mentally and physically the whole time is really hard to do. And it's a struggle and it's okay to struggle, but don't take on too much. Take on these little things, but no, it's going to be painful and it's going to be a struggle. And that's really what we're trying to make sure people know is like, you can be happy. You can be healthy. You can be mentally healthy, physically healthy by taking these little steps that are going to open your eyes to things that you would have never thought about, but it's going to be hard. Like, it's not easy. Like there's no microwave way to do it. You need to preheat the oven. You need to let it bake and wait for it and smell the house. Like you got to put the work in, you got to put and, the effort in. And on top of all that, it's, it can be an incredibly lonely journey too. And so we just hope to be that voice in your ear. That's just been helping you get through whatever the struggle is that day, whatever thing you committed to that you're falling down on feeling bad about. We've done it too. We're probably going to do it again tomorrow. It's Okay. But that feeling of I'm the only one, nobody else struggles like this. How come other people can go to the gym every day and feel good about themselves and have confidence? They don't. We all struggle with it at some point. And so we just try to help normalize that feeling and just be a companion on what is otherwise a pretty lonely journey sometimes. I think that's great because it's really funny. One of my friends from high school, she picked up my podcast uh, a while back and she started to send me like these cliff notes of what she's learned, right? Mm. And I just had a Canadian on my podcast, Teresa Greco, who has a radio show that she's booked out a long time in advance. We'll just say that, right? And she said, I really needed to hear this today. And I think when our goal, you know, one of the books I give to men, and I started like you guys, he fluence meant he being God or he the men influence. And then it kind of, God kind of changed it around for me. I had a vision and he said, well, what about the women? Like, why don't you put he being me that I can use you to impact men and women? And I was like, mm. okay, God, I'm in, like, I'm in, like, just sign me up. Right. And I used to give the men this book wild at heart by John Eldridge and John rewrote it. Same book that I have over here that I'm reading, developing the leader with the NU 2.0 by Dr. John C. Maxwell which I think is one of the greatest leadership development coaches in history because he teaches people how to lead. And he rewrote this book that he wrote 40 years ago. And some people liked the first one better than the second one. And he was like, I'm not that same person. The first book probably relates to these people. And the second book probably relates to these people. So when people are looking through your podcast and, you know, I had one new client that was a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. And he's like, hey, by the way, I binged on like 30 of your podcasts last weekend. And then, you know, you just know you're making an impact because when one thing leads to another and another, 
that's why you do what you do. So tell me what has evolved out of the podcast. Like what is the life of Jeremy and Zach look like today? Like, what are you guys doing outside the podcast, children, family? Like what are some of your goals and some of the things that both of you guys are doing? Because a podcast is a short period of time, right? In our life. It's, even though there's a lot of work that goes into it, it's a lot of time and a lot of effort. Like what are you guys doing outside of that? That's really making an impact. Yeah. Well, outside of the podcast, I, my day is usually pretty busy, which is why I'm usually late. Um, <laughs> my day job, you know, an executive in the IT field. So, you know, I fairly busy job. I keep very, very, you know, uh, Jeremy saw my schedule for last week and it was just, you know, there's no breaks. I don't have bathroom breaks for the entire day. So I've got a pretty demanding job, which I actually really love because that demanding job actually reminds me that I need to go focus on myself even more. So I, you know, I get up at four 30 every single morning and I go right to the gym. Jeremy thinks I'm crazy, but you know, five 15 class starts and I'm there most days, every now and again, I give in. And but I thought he was in. the crazy weird one. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we take turns. We take turns. Depends on the topic. Okay. Uh, yeah. So like, I really do. My day starts like that. I, I go to the gym. I get, I get that win in. I get that really, you know, heavy workout in celebrate with coffee afterwards. Like just so by seven 30 in the morning, every day I have accomplished something, two things really hard. A, I got out of bed <laughs> and two feet on the ground. Yeah. And I got to work out in. And then at that point I start to become grateful. Right. Again, I think about, I actually got out of bed this morning. I didn't die. This is wonderful. I got to work out and I'm drinking coffee. So like I, I try and start my day with those right intentions and then it gets busy and I do all the work stuff, but I have an 11 year old daughter that I have half the week. My ex and I had okay. a long 20 year relationship and we just grew apart. So we don't hate each other. We're actually still really good friends, but decided that we're not right for each other. So I've got my daughter half the week and the other half of the week living the bachelor life, which means I'm in bed by seven. <laughs> um, yeah, especially when you get up at four thirty, right, Jeremy? When you get up at four thirty, right, you go to bed right. at seven thirty. I have o'clock. no idea. I don't get up at four thirty. That's insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, I mean, I, I get up early. I get up at six. But, uh, that's insane. Yeah, that's, yep. yeah, that's a little same. Insane. Yeah, but I, I I really do spend you know as much time on myself as I can, and it is nice to not have my daughter half the week in the sense that I can take care of myself. So I've got my busy, demanding job. I, I spend that. really good quality time with my daughter when I do have her. But the rest of the time, I really focus on me and making sure that I'm doing all the things I need to do. So while I work out every morning, you know, I also go to yoga, you know, as many times as I can, because that's my settling down. That's my meditation time. I read, you know, last year alone, I read 102 books. Like I just read all the time. I absolutely love consuming knowledge and I love, you know, stupid stories that put me to sleep. So I really just at eight o'clock. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> last night it was probably 745. I, okay. I I have a lot of goals around like my physical health and wellness, which I'm meeting and I have coaches for that. I've learned the hard way that like, I'm not the best at everything. And I go get coaches for what I want to be better at, Love you know, that. like at work, right. I wanted to be a better leader. I got an executive coach. So I love like finding coaches and having people help me. But on the flip side, there's so many opportunities throughout the day. And I look for them where, hey, I can be a coach to somebody like in who's a few steps behind me. So the podcast really helps me like accomplish some of those goals and helping other people. But it happens all day at work. So that's kind of what I do outside awesome. of work. It's very that's structured. Awesome. And when I get out of my routine, I'm a miserable nightmare. 
He re- he reminds me, Jeremy. Before you go, he re- uh, that kind of reminds me of a female version of my wife. She gets up, you know, works out, and has coffee. And in the last couple of days, because we've been fasting for three days, so obviously she's not going to the gym at six o'clock in the morning. So mm-hmm. she sleeps till seven, right? And and she's like, oh. I forgot my coffee. And you guys know what that means. That means, honey, get me coffee, right? Right, right, right of course. Right? You know, and so this morning she's like, there was three re- repetitions of, oh, I got to get my coffee. Oh, I got to get my coffee. And then the third repetition, I said, you want me to get your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> you guys know. I mean, you know, when you're. Right, you got to decode you're, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to decode it. So, Jeremy, tell me about you, brother. Uh, I mean, I think a, a similar theme that you'll hear is, is you know, being parents is really important to both of us. I've got Amen. two little girls. One's 11, one's seven. And, you know, a big part of the impact, I guess, that I've been trying to make on their lives is a little over a year ago, we we sold our house and left our community, our family, our loved ones and moved to a new town in a new country where we knew nobody and knew nothing about it. Uh, in a pandemic? Than, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> honestly, yes, but part of it. Because, and then you couldn't get out, couldn't go anywhere well, from Canada, right? Well, no, it actually was it was very intentional that we came here. But it was fueled by the pandemic. It was the fact okay. that my wife lost her job because of the pandemic. It was the fact that we were stuck, you know, in a house together for two years and realized, you know, we don't hate this. This is kind of nice being together. Where can we go to let go a lot of the, of the distractions, let go of the traffic, let go of the rat race, trying to get the paycheck to make sure we can make the mortgage payment? Where can we go to live a little more simply and just really be a family and really just care for each other and make sure that, that our needs are met? And so, you know, my wife started doing some digging and she actually was born in Canada and she'd always sort of had this feeling of like, I was, I was born there. We should take advantage of that and just go live there for a while or whatever. And I always laughed at her because I was like, you were born there, but you're not, your parents are Americans. You're not really a citizen, you know, whatever. And we did the research. It turned out she was. And so pre-insurance, all kinds of stuff. There's tons (laughs) of great benefits to being up here. It's a fantastic, well-run country. So we ran for it and we just went, let's go take a shot and and see how it works. And so a lot of the last year and a half of my life has been getting my kids settled, figuring out what their passions are and where they want to, you know, spend their time and what things they want to do. Building the podcast, trying to, you know, get our our finances stabilized so that we can have a, a good life here. And it's just been, I mean, every, at every turn, it's been a dream come true of of some visualization that we had about the future that we wanted and then taking the action, right? Like actually implementing a plan and taking the steps to get where we wanted to go. That's very much where we are right now. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of reaching the pinnacle of everything that we wanted is about to come true. And so now it's just sort of like, wow, where where are the winds going to blow us next? And And what direction do we want to go? Like we're sort of in that position trying to figure out what that is right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and I think when you, one of the, the themes that I hear from both you guys is being super intentional. You know, I had a guy mm-hmm. on my podcast back in the beginning who was living in his car, went to becoming a seven figure business owner, living in his car. And he said something that I kind of grabbed and stole and kind of put in my own, you know, he said in these words, and I use it all the time. Now I think, I think this is so true. The difference between the wisdom and the knowledge that we learn is the action that we take, right? Mm -hmm. We can learn a lot of things. You know, when I sat and listened to my spiritual father, this past five days, I, I felt like I was sitting at the feet of God because the wisdom that came out of his mouth was unlike the wisdom that we hear in the world and the, the, the direction that he gave me and the, the respect that he had for his wife and the, the sharpening, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? Like we're here to sharpen each other. Right. And I, I, I think that 
one of the things that really touches me is that, you know, this is a really cool thing that you guys are doing this because one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible was, you know, two are better than one, right? When one falls down, there's another one there to help them up. And it actually says, pity the one who falls down and has no one to help them up, right? Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. me, I have to look at that as I need to surround myself around people who have, Jeremy, like I noticed that you teach a lot of mindset stuff in your mindset. That has to be something that we allow ourselves to surround ourselves around those people because there's a common theme in both of you. Like your family, man, you're super intentional. You want that freedom. You want to impact people's lives. And I think I just commend you both that doing something together like that. You know, I just hired a COO of my company and he's a guy I've known for forever. And I think that God handpicked him. Like he, I've known him. He used to coach my semi-pro football team that he was probably my age. He was actually younger than me and he was coaching and I was playing. Right. And I think that, that when you put people in your life that really have a heart, I mean, especially has a heart for me, like he has a heart to serve and do the things that people are called to do. Like he did a whole bunch of work and I went to pay him and he's like, no, I wanted to do that for you. And I think when I see two people like you guys doing together, that really warms my heart. So let's, let's finish with this. Tell me about what you guys' visions are of the future, like what you guys want to do. I know I heard a little bit about, you know, some things that you're doing now and what you heard, but what are some of the things that you guys would like to do? Maybe somebody's listening today and they want to start a podcast, right? I noticed you guys have some really good stuff on your website, which I did have the time to spend about 20 minutes or 30 minutes looking them through that. Um, what is the next season? Okay, because we all go through seasons, right? Uh, there's people that are in our life for a season, for a reason, and for a lifetime, right? Like I, Jeremy, you and Zach, I've really gotten good at not trying to keep people in my season that don't need to be in my season, right? Like when a door closes, I say, thank you, God, and I just move straight on. I walk in forgiveness. And one of the things that my spiritual father said the most important thing that we need to do in our life to be who God called Jeremy to be, to be who they called Zach to be, is that we walk in peace. And when we protect that peace, there's a, a great book that I read three times. I just reread. It's called Boundaries. I think every breathing human should read the book Boundaries. One of my new clients is at the Townsend getting her PhD from the Townsend University out in California right now. And she's like, Michael, I just read the book. And those are things that we need to do. We need to have and steward those type of relationships, steward that type of peace, because I don't want to walk out this next season of my life and not guard that peace, not protect my wife like you guys, not protect your children. You know, that's something I, God didn't bless me with children, but I stewarded a lot of children over my years in the industry, right? Because people sent their kids to me, you know, and I was able to to do that. And so tell me what the next season of this looks like and some things that are on your guys's heart that maybe somebody can listen today and take away and actually implement it in their life. Yeah. So, uh, we're, we're actually working on a couple of things where, you know, we want to take our podcast to kind of print form. So we're working on kind of a putting together an outline for a book. We've had so many people on the show and so many common themes that, you know, we, we just have all of this content that, for me anyway, like if, if I want to learn something or know something, I don't want to have to listen through a hundred and some, so many episodes of a podcast, but if I've got a desk reference, like that's really handy. And the other side of it too, is 
you know, Jeremy and I have been very one-sided in this, right? When you do a podcast, it's, we talk into a microphone, we publish, we walk away, but we're really interested in building that community and building that group of people that kind of bounce off of each other and help each other. You said you attract, you know, certain people to you. We want to build that out and have some coaching programs and things like that. So we're working on some of that stuff in the background. And again, just, you know, continuing to produce the podcast in a way. And Jeremy does most of the work on the podcast. I will freely admit that. Um, <laughs> produce this quality <laughs> podcast that he puts together. I love it. And, and just have, you know, some really great guests on that, you know, like Jeremy said earlier, like just changing one person's life. We're trying to take the message a little bit further, but we can't lose sight of what it all started as. And speaking of that, and I think you'll be able to relate to this, the idea that when you do find a passion project and you get really into it, then all of a sudden it can become really easy to get caught up in the growth of the thing and lose sight of the original mission. And along the way, we've gotten caught up in the growth of the thing because we want to impact as many people as possible, right? So how do you grow it faster? How do you reach more people? And along the way, it's been great. People come to us all the time. We'd love to be on the show. We'd love to be on the show. We'd love to be on the show. So now we find ourselves in a position where we're booked, I don't know, four or five months out with guests that we've already recorded or are recording soon. And they're all great. It's not a slight against them, but we have lost the ability to say, who do we want to talk to? Who can we reach out to? Who really inspires? Who moves the needle for us? And can we reach out and get them on the show? Because the vehicle itself has sort of been on autopilot. Guest comes in. Yep. Sounds good. Checks all the boxes. That'll be a great conversation. Record it, put it out, walk away. And so I think it's easy when you get caught up in building a business, building whatever the thing is you're building to let the automation take over and sort of lose the, the heart and the joy. And so I'm just trying to find ways to bring more of that joy back into it for us where we can get really excited. Like some of the first guests that we had that we had no business having on in the first, you know, five or 10 episodes. It was like, we're up late. We're nervous. We're like prepping all the questions. Like, so, oh my God, what else can we ask? We have access to this person for an hour. That's incredible. And now it's just sort of like we have the routine. And so we want to like sort of reignite that spark and really find that joy. And I think that that, you know, will become more transparent and will make it easier to reach more people because the passion will be there in, in a way that maybe it hasn't been as much as we'd like it to be. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think it's super important. Like I didn't get to look through many of them, but I saw you had Jesse Graff and some of these, I just saw that, you know, she'd went through this horrible thing and, you know, she's from my area where I'm originally from, which, which is another cool thing. And we have a lot of people in common actually just, I'm going to have to probably have you guys do me connection because I wanted to been wanting to, to have her on and some other people just, I really think that the benefits of you guys, like I said, working together. And so the last thing I want to ask you guys is if, if there's something that's really burning in your heart right now that can make an impact in a person's life, maybe somebody, as I said, is starting a podcast. We, we know now kind of what you're doing. Maybe, maybe there's something that you feel passionate about. Maybe it, Jeremy, it's something to do with mindset or, or Zach, maybe whatever that is. What is one thing that you would speak into the life of somebody that's listening today that they could have an actionable step of something that they could do that would make an impact in their life? Because for me, guys, I want to be better tomorrow than I was today. I want to be better every single day. My wife challenges me to be better. She constantly tells me how good of a husband I am. And I say, are you sure? Like, how could I be better? You know, I would say this, you guys, I believe that the person who asks the most questions always wins. Like mm -hmm. when you ask questions, people give you the answers that you need, right? And they see that. And what I see in you guys is that you have hearts for people I heard Zach talk about content and community, like 
those are two things that I think are super important when you're doing what you guys are doing. And I could actually vision that when you speak to somebody and you see their heart, like my best friend retired from coaching and then he was offered a college coaching job. And he said, so what do you think about that? And I said, I think it's your calling, right? I think it's something that he sent me a picture of the college university locker room. It's a small college in, in Ohio and he'd coached for 25 years at a very high level at the high school level. And I think when you have the availability to make an impact like you guys and bring people in, it's just obedience. You know, it's, it's you guys stepping in to doing something that you're called to do. And literally God just takes that and says their hearts are in the right place. Their hearts are, are good. So share that with me. You guys share some things that maybe are one thing that somebody could take away and they could have wisdom and knowledge and then that they could take action on what they hear. It's, it's what you just said. It's take action. So if it's start a podcast, lose weight, get a job, meet somebody, whatever the thing is, it's messy action. It's just something, something to move the needle, something to move forward. And it's got to be something small. It's got to be something that on your worst day, you can still do it. So you want to lose 20 pounds, whatever your weight loss goal is, right? Yeah. Start by taking a walk. Go take a 10 minute walk today and do that every day for a while. And because on your worst day, You've still got 10 minutes. You can go for, take a walk. And eventually your, your body's going to say, I want more. And it's going to become 15. And then it's going to become a jog. And then it's going to become, I want to add some weights. Triathlon. It's, it's going to be a triathlon. Yeah, it's, it's going <laughs> to become or, or, or a 5K. Or a 5K. <laughs> or a 5K. <laughs> but it's got to be something small, something you can do on your worst day. Because otherwise, there's always going to be an excuse. There's always going to be a reason not to do it. So just whatever that thing is, if you've been wanting to do a podcast, I have, I literally, I have friends that for, 15 years have said, ah, yeah, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. You can keep thinking about it. It's not going to magically appear. Nobody's going to show up and say, Hey, let's go do that podcast. Now you just got to do it. You got to go buy a $50 microphone, plug it into your computer, hit record, find some free publishing platform and put it out there. And it's, guess what? It's going to suck. It's going to be horrible. You're going to listen back to it in, in a year and be embarrassed at how bad it was. The ums and all the stuff. That we yeah, do. <laughs> but, but you're going to compare it to what you're doing a year later and you go, oh, man, I grew because every day I turned on the microphone and I recorded it and I did something or every day I went for that wow. walk and now I'm feeling better. So just take the smallest, messiest action you can take and be OK with the fact that it's going to suck because the only way to get better is to suck for a while. And before Zach goes, I was just going to say this, uh, Jeremy, I just figured out one person that will want to hear this today. I mean, and you said it earlier, it's just if it's one person, right? If it's five or 10 and today's his birthday. So, oh, uh, so it's my friend, Mike Weingarten. He just, he was one of my clients for a year. He just lost 90 pounds. And nice. he said to me the other day, he's like, Hey, hold me accountable to start a podcast. And I was like, okay, when, how about the first week in October? So he, today's his birthday. And I told him, I said, today's the day, bro. You got to position yourself. And it's funny because I, that just popped in my spirit, that one person. So thank you for sharing that. Zach. Happy birthday, Mike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm actually going to go off of what you said earlier to, you know, the person who asks the most questions wins, right? And I really do feel very strongly about this, that any person needs to be super curious about themselves and why we believe things that we believe and with those truths that we have came from and really ask hard questions of yourself. For me, and just as an example, like, my childhood was very traumatic and it filled me with all of these beliefs and these truths that don't serve me in my life. And they held me back from a lot of things. None of it was true. None of it was right. And I had to take the time and really be curious about myself and ask myself, why do I believe this? Why do I believe 
that I'm stupid, right? That was one of my truths. It's because people told me all through childhood that I was stupid. Lies. So why would I think that I could do a podcast or be successful or do any of these things when I've got this thing rolling through my head? And I'm not going to lie. It's painful. It hurts to take a look at these things that you tell yourself and question your own beliefs. And some of them, you'll come out on the other side saying, you know what? That's the right belief. That's the right thing. But some of them, you're going to go, oh my gosh, that's been wrong my entire life. Once you realize it's wrong, you can start to tell yourself a different story. So that I would go ask yourself questions on why you believe what you believe and get rid of those self-limiting beliefs that you might not even know are there. And you don't know this, Zach, but I teach on how to replace limiting beliefs and lies because I taught for a publicly traded company. I don't know if you guys remember the movie Aaron Brockovich back in the late 90s, early oh, yeah. 2000s, but mm-hmm. I get to work with Aaron on a regular basis. And oh, uh, wow. she's going to be in, in Australia with a, a bunch of business partners of mine here in the next couple of weeks. And she said to me, she says, Michael, I've never heard anybody relate that to people in a way that you related to. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? Because I wanted to ask her questions, right, Zach, to see why she thought that way, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, you made it about the person. You made it about the individual. Those are lies. Our identity, when I look in the mirror, I see myself now the way God sees me. I don't see this the way, you know, rejection or a person that, you know, rejects me or they impose their limiting beliefs on me or they take and say something about me that they're really saying about themselves. I don't need that. I don't use that anymore. There was a movie that Mel Gibson did, The Passion of Christ, and there was a person a section in there when Pontius Pilate took over in a basin of water and he washed his hands and he said, I'm not going to have any part with this. And what I did is I implemented that in my life. I'm just not going to have a part with drama. I'm not going to have a part with limiting beliefs. I'm not going to, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic father's home and now my father has got his life turned around and I have a relationship with him now. You know, I lost my mom just about three and a half months ago. I realized how important what Zach said in the very beginning was self-care. Self-care is something that when I can see myself the way God sees it, I'm going to treat this body the way, I, you know, I'm, a lot of people don't know this. They, they never guess my age. Soon I'll be 55 years old. You can never look at me in the mirror and tell that I'm 55 years old with a 34-inch waist at 235 pounds. And, you know, the cellular age of, of somebody 20 years younger than me, you know, mm-hmm. just the way I do things, my skin, I don't have baggy eyes. I don't have crow's feet. I do the things that I want other people to see things in me. Just like I believe now that I see in Zach and Jeremy, I feel like I know you guys better now because that's what we did. If that's yeah. all this did is it reached that one person or that 5% temper. My wife and I usually listen to these on Sundays on the way to church mm-hmm. and she'll say, Oh my God. And she's over there. She's taking notes like, Hey, you know, this is something that I could use for this person or that person. And I think when we strengthen each other, we, we go back to the two or better than one. How about three? right? Like we can literally make, and I think it's been great. So guys, thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for sharing with me. I hopefully sometime I get the opportunity to share some things with you guys. And however I can be of service to you, I'm always here. And so thank you guys for just continuing to be graceful with me in time and just who you guys are. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. Thanks you guys for listening. Thanks for being here again, Jeremy and Zach. And until the next time of the Heat Fluence podcast, 
Have a great rest of your day. God bless. Bye-bye. Our thanks to Michael Huey for having us on his show. If you enjoyed this Spotlight episode, you can find more at michaeldavidhuey.com. That link is in the show notes of this episode at thefitmess.com. And of course, you can hear more of his show by searching for the He Fluence podcast right here in your listening app. If you'd like to hear more from us and get special bonus clips of our episodes, make sure you go and sign up for our newsletter. You can do that at our website, thefitmess.com. And that's where we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Thanks for listening. We know this podcast is amazing. and doesn't seem to lack anything, but we need a legal disclaimer. Prior to implementing anything discussed in this podcast, it is your responsibility to conduct your own research and consult your physician. You should assume that Jeremy and Zach don't know what they're talking about, and they're not liable for any physical or emotional issues that occur directly or indirectly from listening to this podcast.